This year's Biblical Symposium of the Orthodox Center for the Advancement of Biblical Studies will be held online Saturday, June 13, 2020. Space is limited to 100 attendees, so register today by going to ephesusschool.org. Father William Mills, author of Losing My Religion, is the featured keynote speaker. Other presenters include the Very Reverend Dr. Paul Nadim Tarazi, Dr. Nikolai Roddy, Professor of Hebrew Bible and Old Testament at Creighton University, and Dr. Richard Benton and Father Mark Bulos of the Bible as Literature podcast. Register today by going to ephesusschool.org. You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. This is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul revisits the biblical author's use of Toledot, noting that Genesis 1-1 and 2-4 form a diptych, the first part as the title for the entirety of Scripture, and the second as the first section of the Bible dealing with the whole of creation. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. The second point, or feature, as I called it, as to the addition referring to a referential time frame These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. We have a parallel instance in Numbers 3.1. These are the generations of Aaron and Moses at the time, Buyom on the day, when the Lord spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. The original Hebrew reflects better the full parallelism because in the original, in both cases, we have buyom in the day. You see, here again the translation. You're hearing or reading RSV. In Genesis 2.4, you have in the day that the Lord God made. But in Numbers 3.1, you have at the time when the Lord spoke with Moses. Now for you, it's not a big deal. For me, it is a big deal. Because the Hebrew allows me to have a full comparison between the two. You have Buyom, for those who know Hebrew, Buyom Asot Yahweh, on the day of the Lord's making. And in Numbers 3.1, you have Boyom Diber Yahweh. And I'm going to critique this punctuation by the Masoretes. Remember Mitchell Dahoud. We're not bound by punctuation because they said Boyom Diber Yahweh, which is very funny because Boyom is in the construct. So you would expect a nominalized infinitive that would be beyond Daber Yahweh. Okay, for those who know Hebrew. We have the infinitive construct. 
the incorrect vocalization of the Masoretic text disregards that Boyom construct is followed by an infinitive construct, whereas they punctuated it as a verb, meaning, for those who know Hebrew, that the Masoretes force you to hear bear instead of bear. But if you hear it in Hebrew, if you see it in Hebrew, it is the same construction. You eliminate the vowels that are added, and this is the more usual way to handle the matter. On the day of the Lord's making or having made, compared to on the day of the Lord speaking or having spoken. So we have a full parallelism. A third feature, the heavens as a subject matter as it is and repeatedly so in Genesis 1, does not occur again until Genesis 14, 19. And he, Melchizedek, blessed him, Abram, and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, maker of heaven and earth. In between, we hear of the heavens only as an appendage, a complement to another noun, and thus functioning as an adjective would. This makes sense since we hear in Genesis 2.1, thus the heavens and the earth were finished, completed, fulfilled, and all the host of them. Feature 4, on the other hand, to use the phrase the Toledot of so-and-so as an introduction to a following enumeration of names as it is in the rest of Genesis would not have made sense for several reasons. It would have had to be positioned at Genesis 1-1, the beginning, and followed by the enumeration of all the host of the heavens and the earth. However, because the host here is the product, what the heavens and earth are made of. But I'll comment on this word later, why it was used. However, this would have sounded odd, the least to say, to the hearer's ears. One, toledot is from a verbal root, meaning literally give birth as a female mammal would, which obviously does not apply to either the earthly vegetation or the sun, moon, and stars of the heavens. Two, more importantly, the entire Genesis 1 would have sounded as though the heavens and the earth were the progenitors, the originators of all that is, if the title would have been in Genesis 1.1. And I took my time in the previous podcast to show that the scriptural authors intentionally phrased Genesis 1 in a way to present them as instruments in the hands of God, meaning to present the heavens and the earth as instruments in the hands of God, who alone is the originator of everything that is. We shall revisit that. 
And I have shown that the author avoided speaking of God as giving birth. Three, so in order to avoid this dilemma for the hearers, the author intentionally relegated the Toledot of the heavens of the earth as a conclusion to his description of the origins, yet still reminding the hearers that the statement is linked to the preceding by adding when they were created in or on the day that the Lord had made the earth and the heavens, forcing on the hearer's ears the two basic verbs that describe God's activity in Genesis 1, bara, create, and asa, made. The Hebrew, in their having been barad, created from bara when God made. The result is that these are the Toledot in this case, functions as a recapitulation rather than an introduction to the chapter. And here I would like to stress to my hearers the original recapitulation. It's Latin formed around the word capitis, which is head, which recaps, and then you put it at the end. For that specific reason, so that the hearer would not conclude the way he would conclude from the Toledot of human beings, that the father is always the father of the son. Whereas here, it is God, and I shall show this in my presentation later, that everything else repeats the action of God after the command of God. It is fantastic text, but we'll come back to that. And the last feature, number five, lastly and most importantly, Genesis 2, 4a, which means half of the verse the way I would say the period should be at the end, constitutes a perfect literary inclusio with one one. Let me explain again this inclusio. It's a technical Latin word used in literary criticism where you have a bracket at the beginning and at the end, this way giving you the sign that I've finished all what I wanted to say regarding this matter. Let's hear them. In 1.1 we have, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And in 2.4 you have, these are the Toledot of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the passive. And in Hebrew is much more powerful because you have in their having been created. It's much more forceful to the ear. So you have heavens, earth created. The difference is in one one you have in the beginning and we shall discuss the importance of that word. 
And here we have these are the generations. My conclusion is that Genesis 1.1 and 2.4 form a diptych whereby while the first side of that diptych functions as the official title of the entirety of scripture, which is Genesis 1.1, the second side has the function of describing Genesis 1 through 4 as the first scriptural section dealing with the entirety of creation with the man, Ha'adam, viewed as a denizen, a member of the host of the heavens and earth and positing it as the backdrop of the individual forefather Adam and his Toledot starting with Genesis 5.1. That would be the link between 1-1 and 2-4. Okay? It's the same statement, but 1-1 has this Bereshit, which is the basic premise of the rest of Scripture. And in 2-4 you have Toledot, which looks ahead already to 5-1 where you have the book of the Toledot of Adam, and retroactively, if in 5.1 we have the book of the Toledot of Adam, then the conclusion is that the Toledot of the heavens and earth cover one through four. Okay? And I stressed in my presentation, and perhaps I'll visit it here again, that it's the only time where we have the book of the Toledot of Adam. It is as though the author intentionally is forcing you to realize, now I'm going to go to the individual Adam. Whereas in the first four chapters, Adam, Ha-Adam, the human being, is one of the hosts of the heavens and the earth. So, in that sense, 2-4, Genesis 2-4, is genial that the author intended a clear delineation between Genesis 1-4 and Genesis 5-1-6-8, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, is evident in that he singled out Adam's Toledot as a book. This is the book of the generations of Adam. Ze Sefer Toledot. Notice for the Hebrew ear, Ze is singular. It applies to the book. Ele is the plural, these, applies to the Toledot. And he does so in order to draw the hearer's attention that the author is moving to another chapter in his presentation of the storyline, which is ensured through the taking up of his earlier phraseology used in the previous chapter. Chapter means section of the book, the Toledot of the heavens and the earth, at the outset of a new chapter, the Toledot of Adam, chapter in the sense of section. Notice how 5, 1, and 2 recall what we heard in Genesis 1. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them. 
and he blessed them and named man when they were created. So there is this literary separation. We're moving to another handling of the matter. Or if you like, another topic compared to the previous one. But again, because the previous section, the Toledot of heavens and earth, happens to be at the beginning of scripture, we have this inclusio between Genesis 1.1, where we hear of the Bereshit, and then the Toledot is moved to 2.4. Put otherwise, Toledot functions as trigger that the author is dealing with a chapter, a section of or in his basic and interrelated storyline. Ingenious indeed. Okay. You see one more time how the author controls the matter and you have to submit if your intention is to understand what the author is saying. If your intention is to start talking, then you can do whatever you want. That's why in the law, and I like those passages, very few, but there are a reminder. In the books of the actual law, Exodus through Deuteronomy, it's God that speaks all the time. The human beings are allowed to say something so that God could shut them off. That is very important. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.